Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic University podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Canton III. We are here for a teaser reaction, not a trailer. Apparently, it's a teaser, as was uh, laid out to us on YouTube for Thor, Love and Thunder. Yeah, I know everybody's been waiting to see something about this movie, and we finally got something. So let's talk about it a little bit. I'm here with my pals and uh, cohorts. First, the super producer, Jake Christie's in the house. Jake, how are you? I'm doing very well. How are you, AZ? I am good. I am not too bad, and I'm probably a little better than Jerome Cheng right now as he watches his Toronto Raptors try and uh, deal with the refs and and the Philadelphia 76ers at the same time. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, I'm pretty sure I won't have as many points about this trailer as Fowl is called on my team right now. But uh, otherwise, no, I'm doing well. Uh, happy to talk about this trailer or teaser, as you mentioned. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, it's I only think... a teaser. Yeah, that's what they called it. So I, it's that's fun. Like, yeah. It's like when you are easily hitting the deadline of sending in your paper and you just like do like a paragraph hoping for like partial credit. <laughs> it's it's just a little tease as we wait for july 8th and this movie to come out uh let's jump right in what were the initial reactions uh jerome i know you're a big thor guy you're you're our actual thor so mm -hmm. why don't you uh dive in and give us your initial thoughts on this thing i mean like it's the movie that i've been most looking forward to um, obviously there are a lot of other ones that like have either already come out in no way home or coming out with multiverse of madness. And those are obviously gonna be like big and very consequential, but I mean, we've talked about it over and over. Thor Ragnarok is my favorite, uh, MCU film. I love Taika Waititi. Uh, this was always going to be something I was going to be excited about. And even giving me a teaser and not a full trailer of this, I'm absolutely thrilled. I like no surprises, like no surprises in that I was going to love mm -hmm. this. And so mm -hmm. uh, the sweet child of mine, perfect. Like, mm -hmm. and so like in terms of establishing tone, establishing even like character at that point, just like all those things. Uh, it's such a great song. It's almost like if you were it was something that needed to be worth the wait you want to come in with like the first guitar licks of sweet child of mine mm -hmm. mm, absolutely and jake how about you sir i mean i think that although it gave more information than a teaser usually does i think teaser is the proper way to describe it because anyone doing like a video and more power to them breaking down all the easter eggs in the thor love and thunder teaser is missing the point because the point of this was to establish one thing and that's vibes I don't know what this movie... Like, they kind of give you an idea about, like, what this movie kind of is about theme or what have you. But the main thing they establish is what the vibe of the movie is. That it's very, you know, that the, that it's kind of... It's a hangout movie, it seems like, almost. Um, and that, like, while they're obviously going to be a big plot, I think it's very interesting that they kind of are marketing it as... Like, it, it's a very interesting marketing strategy to say the main character of this movie is starting out the movie without a purpose. <laughs> like that, that is, that's kind of the way they're going into it. And of course he's going to find one at some point because it's a movie. But um, I think just like using sweet child of mine to kind of establish both the possibilities and openness, but there's, that's also obviously a very melancholy song at time. So it works perfectly too with when Valkyrie is, you know, bored in a meeting. So I think that it, it 
King captures Valkyrie. King, King Valkyrie. King, I, with my respect apologies. on the name. Um, it just, I think it, it, it kind of keeps the vibe going from Ragnarok with, you know, the classic rock, but also I think, you know, this feels a little more, uh, like adventure and questy almost just, I, I just get a, a slightly different vibe, which is exciting. It's also wild. Cause there's four of these now. It's the fourth, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that's super oh, that's cool. right. Like, this is the first of the, of the main characters to get a fourth installment. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. you know, like to be able to go and like you, you need to send him on a new path he's like he's had a whole trilogy of self-discovery plus a infinity war and an end game so you know if we're going to kind of like explore this character anymore like it, it makes sense but ac how did you feel i i love that they went with the emotional discovery stuff for thor uh i think after what happened in Endgame, specifically the stuff with frigga I think mm-hmm. that was that was that was pretty cool to get that. And I think when he chopped off Thanos' head and the way that he was so dissatisfied with it, I think this trailer kind of continues that. He talks mm-hmm. about wanting to use um his hands for peace and the weapons mm-hmm. for peace as opposed to fighting. So I think just kind of setting that tone, the stuff with the Guardians as always looks like it's gonna be really fun from what we get and i just love the colorful uh mm-hmm. palettes that this movie looks like continuing on the the taika themes as the his journey with this thor character continues so i i mean for me like as far as anything in particular i think the focus on the character i think is the best part and really what makes this makes me excited for it just as much as everything that they didn't show and some of the stories that we could expect to come out of this. So yeah, for me, for sure. Uh, I, I, I'm very much looking forward to this film and actually just happy that we got something out of it. Mm-hmm. But like, there are obviously particular things that we saw in the, in this mm-hmm. teaser. And I know the big one obviously is, is seeing uh, Jane Foster as Thor at the end mm-hmm. But just the the Guardian stuff, I know we all enjoy the banter and everything that comes from that. Mm-hmm. So I guess we could talk about that a little bit here. It seems like, I would say more so than anything else, uh, Thor seems a little, dis- a little like, yeah, I kind of am cool with hanging out with you, but at mm-hmm. the same time, kind of want to go off and do my own thing. So Jake, like in just those brief moments that we see for, of that, what did you take from those re- reactions? I think that it's interesting where they leave Thor at the end of Endgame, outside of the bit where he's with the Guardians. Just that they his trilogy is really about him kind of rejecting the throne of Asgard and rejecting his role as, you know, in the Asgardian hierarchy. And he kind of is on the self-discovery bit in Endgame and Infinity War. But then after that, kind of leaves him like, okay, so if he is not going to take his place as the King of Asgard, what does he do with his life, right? Like, that is actually a really open and important question. And I think that the Guardians, I imagine it feels like, are a stepping stone of him trying on different hats and seeing what fits. And I think that he'll probably like the hat of the Guardians somewhat, but it doesn't, you know, feel like it's a perfect fit at all. Um, You know, it's kind of like he took a... he a semester abroad and is like i don't know i uh you know barcelona's fun but i don't know if i want to live here so right. <laughs> i i think that the dynamic's gonna be fun 
and cool. And I imagine there's going to be a lot of hijinks in the first act. But um, it, I think it's, I think it's just like a, a, a part of his journey to figuring out what his role in life is outside of Asgard. Um, and I'm excited to see that part of the movie. How about you, Room Dog? Yeah, I mean, like, he comes out at Endgame as part of the Asgardians of the galaxy, right? And he definitely has... Because you forget, like, with Infinity War, he fully breaks off and, like, makes friends with, like, half the group. So mm-hmm. it, it's it's not even, like, a, this is for him to explore. He's been on adventures with them, like, in probably, mm-hmm. perhaps, like, the biggest adventure that we've had so far in MCU. Um and yeah, like I, I think there's like a couple of things going at the same time. I don't even know that he necessarily wants to do missions with them. I think there's a lot of like just hitchhiking a ride, like mm-hmm. y- y'all going there too. Like he's like doing one of those at the end <laughs> of Endgame and just like hopping along. Um, but yeah, I think Jake kind of like covers it in that sense of just wanting to, um, like having the good intentions of wanting to, you know do something and figuring out there but i doubt being very committal because he's he used to be the king of asgard he used to be yeah. like you know what i mean like you don't just like come off like it's uh, it's that um it's that pulp song like common people like he can't just like drop off like that uh but uh no it, it's really fun i mean you get a lot of good looks uh it's worth it alone just to see crossfit thor doing his thing mm-hmm. like yes. that was oh that's my favorite shot incredible it's incredible uh, th- i i i froze frame on the uh trucker hat that i think says like strongest avenger which is even mm-hmm. <laughs> like perfect in itself but uh yeah i mean what one thing that is really interesting because you mentioned all these different um shots that we have in the trailer is like typically when it comes to a trailer or a teaser like it usually like lands especially for marvel like mostly in the first act and yeah there's just so much happening at the same time that it's mm-hmm. really hard to imagine like all this just happening like early on because not simply in like different types of shots, like Thor looks different multiple, like mm-hmm. in so many different ways yeah. at the top. Oh yeah, for sure. And so one of the, one, one of the biggest elements of this movie is the fact that they're taking, they're adapting two different stories from Thor lore. We have Thor God and Thunder, which is the, which is the, book that basically gives the story of gore the god butcher who basically is trying to kill thor in three different times so i don't know if we're gonna get something along those lines specifically but gore the god butcher and trust me as somebody who read it it's a pretty big deal and a pretty nasty villain who has a lot a lot they, they of bars i saw it on twitter already they pull like a, a full frame out of the yes. comic panels um and with thor and cork staring at um but the funny thing is like cork doesn't exist in the comics so the cork is the addition there so shout out jay christie that he gets to have that panel with cork saying next to him um and look at that big caucus man yeah but like (laughs) but i mean like you mentioned the well keep going yeah tell us more about this storyline yeah well well, well, yeah and gore the gore the god butcher is just uh Somebody you can't fuck with. I mean, he has, the, he has the word butcher in his nickname. I don't think that... I wasn't waiting with bated breath for you to tell me that Gore the God Butcher was a really good guy. I pretty, I got the vibe the moment you said his name, but yeah. It's so also like, this, even it, if he was supposed to be a good guy, like, when you find out who's playing him, you're just like, oh, it's, he's about to be a motherfucker. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, being played by Christian Bale, which we did not see him in the teaser, which should tell you that they have a lot of fun stuff planned for that. Like I've been saying for a bit now, I just, with Christian Bale playing that character, I just hope that they give the best. Well, let me ask you this, AC, because yes. I saw a couple of takes online. Like, obviously, this is a very, like, we're all excited that our, like, Ragnarok Thor is coming back. Like, and mm-hmm. it, it's, like you said, bright and colorful. Mm-hmm. Are we in, are we in for, like, a little bit of a bait and switch? I would, yeah, I actually absolutely think so. I have a feeling that this is going to be a very heartbreaking movie. I think there's going to be a, tor- there's a torture element to Gore, um, mm-hmm. where he is just, like, he don't just kill people. He does it really slow. He talks a lot of trash while he's doing it very slowly. So I suspect that we will get a lot of that type of stuff in there. And then obviously you, you add in Jane Foster's Thor into the story, which is another Jason Aaron run. That's another one that I would recommend people to read uh, about Jane Foster getting cancer and then becoming becoming Thor when Thor is no longer worthy. I can't remember what battle it was that um, he had gotten into that caused him to lose his worthiness, but Jane takes over. And what we're going to get here, like I wonder what their relationship is is uh, mm-hmm. like, both Jane and Thor, after everything that they've gone through and the, and the amount of time that's passed between yeah. interactions that we've seen. That's mm-hmm. like... That's something interesting, and obviously Natalie Portman looks in- incredible. She looks really it looks so good. Yeah, just, yeah. I mean, just the, 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 I mean, uh, no, no, go ahead. I mean, I had to, I had to, I, I, I won't go into detail, but I had to make an emo- a new uh, emoji in the Discord, um, <laughs> and I'll leave it at that. But uh, yeah, it was um, a lot of jokes uh, on the timeline today, and I mean, people saw the pre- the photos behind the scenes. We all knew this was coming, um, yeah. but still, it is like it is. It in when you hear the pitch of Natalie Portman is going to play like a version of Thor, it's like that is going to be hard to believe. And then you see it, and it's like, no, that's Thor. <laughs> I uh, yeah, I'm yeah. fully uh, so shouts to her. Um, uh, definitely just freaking guzzling protein powder. And um, <laughs> well, AC because because it's in play. Um, yeah. And you, you kind of told us the backstory, at least in, in terms of, of what a comic background could uh, influence in this front. So this Jane is of the same like universe then? Yeah, same Jane, okay. same universe. Um, I don't know if they're going to include the cancer storyline in this. I don't, because that's what the books are. She gets, she gets cancer at first. And um, it would be interesting if they decide to go there. And that's where where I think of the beginning of the teaser and Thor talking about like self-discovery and um like you mentioned, Jake, the whole melancholiness of the whole of the whole situation. There seems to be him on the precipice of finding something new in terms of his own journey. Mm-hmm. And maybe there has to be some finality to his own story that even though we got stuff in in uh in infinity war and endgame that he had to go through maybe in terms of relationships with with uh, sp- uh specifically jane mm-hmm. that might be something that we see here yeah i think that the, the cancer thing i imagine they'll probably bring in just because that is a catalyst of to get her back in his life and I, I think that that is just a to add that element especially 
because obviously so much of any type of God storyline where they interact with humans is about their immortality versus other people's mortality. And that's something that we dealt with in the abstract with Thor, where they'll kind of like talk about it. But in Thor and Jane's on-screen relationship, they never actually discuss the fact that Thor will live basically forever and Jane will die in a fraction of his life. And so I think you're just leaving money on the table if you don't face that directly. Like maybe that is the thing that could help him find a purpose. And maybe the reason he's having so much trouble finding a purpose is because he's functionally immortal and can't, you know, uh, he doesn't have the urgency that someone like a Jane might, and that might inspire him to be more urgent. Like, I'm just spitballing, but I think that there's there's too much potential to that storyline for them to just be like, she's worthy for another reason. Yeah, they got a lot of ways that they can go with this. And, I mean, I have a lot of confidence that Tiger's going to make it in a way that conveys, obviously, the there's obviously the fun and the lightheartedness of it, but at the same time, I think something worthy of love and thunder, like that, that emotional stuff that we love in the Marvel films. I, I have a feeling that we're going to go there too. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if, if you watch be Jojo Rabbit, if you, you know, know he has it in him. <laughs> that, is good. that is, that is correct. And yeah, so I, I think overall, one thing that, uh that I also, obviously that we didn't see, what they kind of showed was what looked like Zeus, mm-hmm. which is uh, yeah. being played by Russell Crowe. Mm-hmm. They don't show his face, but I'm guessing that uh, Zeus will cross the paths yep. of one gore. I'm very excited that it's Russell Crowe definitely didn't lose a lot of weight for the role, which means that he's oh, playing Zeus as kind of like a, you know, he's playing him like a Russell Crowe type who, you know, mm. is kind of just probably like, you know, arrogant and, Drinks too much and has a beer belly, and that's I think what I want Zeus to be. I think essentially Charles Barkley. Yeah, I mean (laughs) Russell Russell Crowe is a legend uh, of the man has come up with as many roles as possible. That like if if you give him a role, it's like and you're playing a suburban dad named John Smith, and he's like yeah, Uh, and he is like sixty pounds overweight, right? I mean I just gotta eat. I mean I gotta get sixty pounds overweight. Maximus, you know what I mean? And I just love that we get this too. I mean, he's, but like, if you look at after like 2005, every other role, he's like, I'm going to be 30 pounds overweight. And I respect that so much. Um, And so it looks like he's kind of, it looks like he's probably like maybe shed like 10 pounds, but it's still like a little doughy. And it's just, I think he's perfect casting for Zeus if they're playing him as like a comically arrogant god, which it seems like in that one shot we get is what the vibe is. I'm very excited for that. Yeah, I feel like he's going to have fun on that front. And then at the same time, too, we know because it's Russell Crowe, if it needs to in any point get serious, like he's yes. got the chops for that, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he could definitely he could definitely ham it up. I, we get a very, very brief shot of Valkyrie mm-hmm. in this uh, new Asgard. It looks like she's trying to do some king stuff and, be, you know, it's not easy to be king. Did you see so, uh, who else was in the shot with her on the chair? And someone pointed out to where you can see Meek wearing a suit. Oh, no. oh, 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 oh no i gotta go back and check that uh, yeah, oh, but yeah she doesn't gosh. like the bureaucracy she's not i mean maybe she's not built to be king either which honestly is very understandable she was a scrapper with an alcohol problem she would not be my first choice to be king either <laughs> yeah she's a warrior too and before that she's a warrior yeah exactly it's, it's, yeah it's uh yeah, I, so- I, I think there is a level to in both her story and thor's where it's just like what's the point when there's no battle to be fought Mm. yes 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 that feels like yeah that feels like the encompassing theme of thor's story at this point so you know where 
where it goes and how it goes, I'm just excited for the ride. Um, is there any other specific closing thoughts? Because I feel like we covered most of it. Uh, any any other straying thoughts before we shut this thing down? No, I'm I'm actually I'm glad that they it, that it's just teaser and they're not really worried about telling us what the Same. full plot is going to be. Because I mean, obviously, there's a whole bit of people being like, "Where's the trailer? Where's the trailer? Where's the trailer?" And yes. as I've said many times, uh, why do you need a trailer for a movie that you're already going to see? I mean, I'm happy to talk about them and like get excited for them, but it's like if you're asking, you know, certain people, "Where's when's the Thor trailer going to come out?" Every day, you don't need the Thor trailer to come out. You're going to see Thor: Love and Thunder in theaters. Um, no, I think you know what what ended up happening, and I, I do, and I remember saying this at the time when somebody was asking about it, just generally. I feel like the pandemic really did change um, a lot of MCU heads mm-hmm. in terms of like what they were expecting. Cause there was, there was a time, a period of time of content that we didn't get mm-hmm. for like forever. Yeah. So we're just like starving for something. And then 2021 came and we got endless content mm-hmm. for the year. So I think there is a bit of a, more of an expectation and a fervor for this that, it seems like people are just and, generally and I think, more generally and, not satisfied. And I think specifically with trailers, I think because the pandemic delayed some stuff and some stuff was finished earlier than it otherwise might have been. Like don't get me wrong, it's a little it's a little unusual for it to take this long for a first trailer to come out for a movie that's coming out in July. But I feel like if there wasn't like you know, for uh the pandemic had a lot of things where trailers were coming out like nine months before because the movies were finished so early in advance where like, it's pretty clear that, you know, Thor Love of Thunder is, you know, going to be, it's, it's, it's going to get locked in its final form pretty close to when it comes out. So like, I'm not actually surprised mm-hmm. that we didn't get this and I, I'm excited to see it. And, you know, like, and, and think about if you, if it's going to be anything like Ragnarok, I don't really need to know what the plot is. That's not why I'm tuning in. I mean, I'm excited if there's a good one, but like, the vibe. This trailer knew exactly what people are going to enjoy about the movie, which is the vibes and the fun. Now nah, we just want to see Thor, man. We just want to see what he's looking like these days. What he up to? Who he chilling with? Mm-hmm. All that other stuff. <laughs> so I feel like Jerome. If you don't have anything else, we can. Yeah, I think just capping up from, you know, everything you guys said. You guys said it so well, but like, he. It's really interesting to see like what we're going to get here because we obviously know all the things that we love Ragnarok wise, but this is like the first time that we know like, oh, Chris Hemsworth is a star because when Mm -hmm. Ragnarok came out, it was like, oh, he's got this in him. And then we got obviously the moments like he really shined through Infinity War and Endgame, but he was part of an ensemble. So this is a case here where it's not even like managing expectations of like, oh, can he deliver? But it's like, it's really exciting in the kind of way that, you know, when you saw Robert Downey Jr. come in with Iron Man, you're just like, oh, we're going to get Iron Man too. It's going to be so dope mm-hmm. because it's just like Robert Downey's got this in his bag. And I'm excited about the same thing when it comes to uh, Chris Hemsworth and this. And that's what they did with the trailer. Like, thinking, watching it over and over and talking about it right now, you know, it's so much of it is carried by his narration and his mm-hmm. monologuing, which is like something that, you know, it, it was like Taika and Chris that figured that out, like, he's got such a charm about it mm-hmm. and it's the perfect way to enter in. So like what a way to catch up. Um, I'm so excited for this. Uh, I don't need to know what happens. You could give me honestly like six hours of this. It's gonna be crazy. And then, yeah, again, like repeating one more time, fourth movie crazy. Yeah. Like, 
it, like when you talk about just in general for movies, like outside of like series like Harry Potter and things like that, mm-hmm. where you know it's an anthology series, like it's really crazy to have a hype for a fourth movie for a character. Yeah, I'm trying to even think. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> the evolution of the character, I think, is one of the great. It's one of the great turnarounds because I think even though everybody enjoyed him. I mean, after Dark World, we all know where we were at with that as far as like just the movie making aspect of it and what where they go with the character from here. And I mean, if you Ragnarok is such a facelift, it really is like it's just man, it's like you just think of like the revolutionary aspect of of that film for Thor um, and it's just like where it takes it using... now. It's like they were using Chris Hemsworth. It's like Chris Hemsworth is an electric screwdriver, and they were using just the butt of it to hit butt in nails. Yeah, like as a hammer. And Taika yeah. was like, "Wait, this guy is not like you're treating him like he's just a brainless, beefy guy. He can do a lot. Like we can do a lot more complex stuff with this." And then once they did that, it's like, "Holy shit, this guy's a movie star." Yeah. So listen, Thor, I love uh, Thor, Love and Thunder. We're not too far away from that, but obviously we have other things on the way. Moon Knight, which you'll get later this week, episode four. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Boy, we are headed towards that film very soon. A couple weeks away. My goodness. But, you know, we'll be here to carry you with the MCU coverage along the way. Obviously, you can follow the show at MC University Pod. Obviously, we have the Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com slash MC University Pod. Thank you all for supporting. Jerome Chang, where can we follow you, my friend? Uh, Black Dragon Roll, Twitter, Instagram. There you go. And Jake Christie, where can we follow you? And also tell us about your little streamy thing. Yep, yep, yep. You can follow me on Twitter, at the Jake Christie. And on May 7th, I will be doing a 24-hour live stream where I watch the 10 superhero movies chosen by donors. Basically, donate to Equality Florida, which is an LGBTQ rights group in Florida that is fighting against the Don't Say Gay Bill. Um, anything from $5, $10, just donate to them and then uh, use a form. Uh, my pin tweet has all the stuff. Use a form to tell me what movie you wanted to go towards. Right now you can see the leaderboard, you know, some things like No Way Home and um, uh, Into the Spider-Verse and a couple other fun movies are in the top 10. But there's 17 days to go. But please just donate, even, even if it's just a little. I want to fucking blow the roof off this thing with donations. Um, we've gotten a lot more than I thought we would, and I want to keep riding high. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yes, it is for a good cause. Remember that, good folks. Make sure you donate. Um, and you can follow me on Twitter at AnthonyCanton underscore three. I am doing NBA playoff coverage for Murphy's Multiverse. So you'll hear me write about the playoffs. And uh, there's a lot of fun stuff over the weekend. So just stay tuned for that. And of course, stay tuned for this show for Jake Christie and Jerome Chang. I'm Anthony Canton III. This has been Marvel Cinematic University, and we will talk to you next time.